I'm Dave Breckenridge, and this is 10-3, Post Media's Canadian News Podcast. On this episode, a war of words is waging between Ontario Premier Doug Ford and Toronto City Council. The fight over shrinking that city's council to just 25 seats from a proposed 47 will spill into a courtroom later this month. We look at what both sides are saying and how it's more than just a fight between two levels of government. It's Thursday, August 23rd. Antonella Artuso is the political bureau chief for the Toronto Sun. So, Antonella, what happened at Toronto City Council on Monday? Well, they basically lost their minds. They were so upset over uh, the decision to, to have council. They talked about how difficult it would be to run against their friends, um, how difficult, how unfair this was to voters, um, that they had the, a day-long meeting discussing just how upset they were with uh, the Premier Doug Ford. They called him a tin pot dictator. And mm. uh, at the end of the day, uh, the majority of council voted to launch a legal action to challenge it, to challenge the constitutionality of, of what Ford's done. Wow. And how did the Premier's office respond to this? Uh, well, they were uh, pretty lighthearted at first. They just said, well, that's fine. Thank you very much. We're going ahead with it. Um, they had some, uh, they have some ammunition in their back pocket. Uh, the city's own lawyers say that the province has the constitutional right to do this. So they, they didn't seem to be sweating it. They just said, you know what, we're just going to go ahead and do this. And uh, if you don't like it, tough is basically their, basically their response. So, I mean, some people may not realize that cities essentially are wards of the province in a way they're set up their their existence is governed by provincial legislation across the country you know cities in places like alberta are governed by provincial legislation so this is the same with toronto the province of ontario has the power to decide you know when elections are held how elections are held and also um how the city council is made up, correct? Yes, absolutely. Municipalities are, as they say, creatures of the province. Every power that the city exercises is based on provincial governments telling them they can do this. Um, mm -hmm. But very recently, the, uh, uh, the province did come up with a City of Toronto Act to try and give the city a few more powers. They mm -hmm. tried to give the mayor a few more powers to have more control over council. Uh, but um, everything they do, basically they do because the province lets them do it. Yeah. So the premier's office responds basically kind of lighthearted at first, but, but it seems to be getting a little more heated. Uh, mayor John Tory was quoted in a piece that you had today. He, he was questioning whether the people in the premier's office had already gotten their hands on some of the uh, legal cannabis that the province would be selling online come October. Like this is starting to kind of ramp up. Yes, you can tell that uh, John Tory, the mayor, was not happy that uh, the province suggested that instead of having special meetings to discuss this issue, they should have, in fact, been dealing with the, the gun violence issue that's going on in Toronto this year. It's, it's, been, uh, it's been incredible. In fact, there's been two more shootings today. And the wow. province has put up $25 million for anti-gun crime initiatives. And uh, Doug Ford's people said basically to, to Mayor Tory, this is something that you should be focusing on. What you're focusing on is just your own sort of personal powers, your own jobs when this is a bigger issue. 
clearly uh, Mayor Tory, who has been focused on the gun issue, was not happy with this comment. He suggested that somebody in the mayor's, in the premier's office had gotten their hands on the online cannabis a little early before October 17th and was smoking <laughs> it. And, um, and then the, the premier's office shot back with some pretty uh, tough language, said that this debate uh, on gun crime was reopened by violent criminals, not by the provincial politicians. And I think the direct quote is, if John Tory didn't spend all his time bending to the left-wing elitists on Toronto City Con- Council, we could have a substantive conversation about the wave of violence that has claimed the lives of 63 people this year. So obviously, whatever it started out as, it is, it is more intense. They are very unhappy with each other at the moment. Now, this was something that took a lot of people by surprise. I mean, when Doug Ford uh, and the PCPO won election back in June, he got down to business pretty quickly, but no one really anticipated this move to cut city council almost in half. No one anticipated this coming, right? No, it was it was not in his platform. Um, he has argued that because he said he wanted leaner government, that somehow that covered cutting the city of Toronto in half uh, in terms of its municipal politicians. Uh, so it uh, it caught a lot of people by surprise. Uh, Councillors who had thought they had a pretty easy go of it back into office suddenly found themselves in a very difficult position competing with, with fellow, say, people who are of the NDP um, bent. I mean, there's no political parties at that level, but you know what I mean. And yeah. uh, so they, they were really upset. And also the NDP had an, had a whole sort of plan for this, uh, for this campaign. They were actually increasing the number of wards to 47 from the current 44. And they, they saw opportunities to gain strength. And this basically put them all back on their heels. This makes sure that the uh, suburbs of Toronto maintain strong control over council. Okay. Um, where does this put Toronto compared to other similar sized cities? 25 for a city of a few million people. Where does, where does this put them compared to like New York or Chicago or... Well, if, if you even look at sort of a small city in Ontario like Guelph, um, they have a, a whole council and mayors for a, for a population that will be roughly the size of each one of these wards. Um, in terms of the American um, cities, they have a slightly different um, system in that their municipal governments have real real strength and they they have autonomy over some significant large issues so it's a little bit hard to compare them but in terms of uh canadian cities um these are going to be very very substantial size um wards they they are going to have well over a hundred thousand people in each and uh, so that's the complaint from the local councillors saying how can we meet the needs of all these people uh, but the province is saying, you know what, you're not meeting their needs now. You spend 90% of your time in meetings bickering. Nothing gets done. can take days to pass one issue. It's so hard to move forward on issues like transit, gun violence, and others. And so this this isn't working. That's the province's argument, that this is just a, just a big fight in, in there. Mm-hmm. And, and there are a lot of people that agree with them. Even councillors acknowledge that they have... Uh, voters who are not saying we need more politicians. That's not a a message they're hearing at the door. But there is the issue about uh, representation and if if one councillor can meet the needs of all those people. Yeah. Now, among, because the 
the vote was something like 20 oh i'm gonna get the numbers wrong 25 to 18 on monday uh pretty close i believe it was 27 to 15 if, if oh, memory 27 serves to me 15. correctly yeah okay um so among the councillors who oppose this cut to the size of city council is there division among them along the lines of we don't want this move at all ever we think council is just fine the way it is or because we're going into a municipal election and we have campaigns already running um we just don't want this move now how does that break down I think there there is issue with the process. In fact, if, if you Mayor Tory is complaining about the process, not the number, because they have heard uh, from their residents, as I said, that that uh, they they're not terribly concerned about this issue. Some of them are. There's thousands that have signed petitions, but there's there's uh, well over uh, almost three million people here, and. Uh, mm-hmm it's nowhere close to the majority. So um, the, uh, the, the, the councillors are concerned about the process. People have signed up to run. They've spent money. We're only a couple of months away from the yeah. election. Um, they've, they've plotted out, they've raised money. They've, you know, people have gone to volunteers. People have taken time off work to help them. All kinds of things like that. Those are issues that are gonna be raised in the legal challenge. Uh, but there is also the other, the political aspect of by by aligning the ward boundaries with the federal and provincial boundaries that nips in the bud any attempt to have sort of um the prog- the progressives the ndp um gain more of a foothold on uh, more control over council so does by opposing what the province is looking to do does john tory put himself in bed with some strange allies in this if if like a main opposition for this is coming from a progressive wing of city council. Where does this put John Tory, who is, uh, as we know, he's he's been previously linked to the progressive conservative party in Ontario. Yeah, he, he led it. Um, he's, <laughs> um, I don't mean this literally, but he's been in and out of bed with a lot of different political ang- <laughs> groups here. Um, the, he has, on one hand, he, he um, has been trying to make sure that, that uh, there's no progressive left-wing candidate running against him as mayor, mm-hmm. although one <laughs> showed up on the last day um, after this legislation was announced. And, uh, but he's also, he's also trying to keep uh, those on the right who are often his voting block um, appeased as well. So he's trying to straddle the middle. You know what can happen to people yeah. when they when they attempt to do that. And um, and so that he's very much like he's not on the same. If you look at sort of the conservative political spectrum, um, Doug Ford and John Tory would be at opposite ends of it. I think he's sort of a much more naturally comfortable in the center of politics. Mm-hmm. And so. But but he's going back and forth, and and there's also another sort of angle at play. He's seeking stronger mayor powers, at the same time as all of this is happening, because it is really hard for the mayor to get consensus. There's so much trading of, of and and negotiating that goes on that it's really difficult for for them to move forward. Just to, if I could, one example: they're trying to build this Scarborough subway, and a significant yeah. portion of council. Um, 
doesn't want a subway, it wants uh, light rail. And yep. uh, that, that issue keeps popping up over and over. I think they're at least 10 times now, over and over and over, and they're always re-debating it. And that's also one of the issues that is prompting Doug Ford to act, the premier, because he really wants that Scarborough subway built. That's a suburb that is, has been a very strong supporter of he and previously his brother who ran as, was the mayor. And so there's all kinds of uh, sort of angles at work here. And John Tory sort of finds himself in the awkward middle of it all. Does he have a lot of allies in this fight or like what are, what's going on behind the scenes do you think? The uh, there he, he has he has um he's sort of alone in the sense that uh the right has clearly aligned with Doug Ford. The mm. left has clearly aligned against Doug Ford. Um he he his allies are that the voters generally polling poll after poll has shown him to be very popular. Um, and I think that he get he draws his strength from that because he really is in, in an awkward position being sort of um, being where he is. He does have um, some strong mayor powers. And so he has, you know, he can he can appoint the chair of committees, that sort of thing. And uh, he's seeking more. But he really is. He, he's in a difficult position. On top of that, one uh, a new candidate that's come in to run for mayor, she uh, uh, Jennifer Keysmat. She came in on the day that the Tories announced the legislation, and she's going to make hay of it. And she's pushing the idea that he was secretly in favor of it all along. Oh, really? Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> Which is a view that many on the left believe. They believe that John Tory um, secretly sort of conspired with uh, Doug Ford to, um, to, to get trade strong mayor powers for not objecting to uh, the, si- the cutting of council, the size of council. Now, John Tory, obviously, in the last few days has come out and said, no, and I want to legally challenge this. I don't like the process. They've exchanged these words that we've talked about. So it's a very confusing situation at the moment. Um, but uh, yeah, there are those who believe that, uh, that uh, they, he doth protest too much, that th- th- this isn't a real objection. We'll be right back. This is Dave Breckenridge, host of 10.3, Post Media's Canadian Current Affairs podcast. The name represents Canada's 10 provinces and three territories, and each episode takes a deeper look at one of the biggest stories in the country. Our show is powered by the work of journalists and newsrooms across Canada, so be sure to support your local paper. We're available wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Google, Stitcher, and more. So be sure to subscribe and leave a review. We'd love to hear what you think. You can get me on Twitter, Breckenridge, Y-E-G, or dbreckenridge at postmedia.com. Now, John Tory, obviously, in the last few days, has come out and said, no, and I want to legally challenge this. I don't like the process. They've exchanged these words that we've talked about. So it's a very confusing situation at the moment. Um, but, uh, yeah, there are those who believe that, uh, that uh, they, he doth protest too much, that th- th- this isn't a real objection. Okay. It, it seems odd to take something to court over a not real objection, but... We're talking about the same candidate who wants Toronto to secede from the rest of the province, though. Correct. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And um, and she's accused him of underreacting to this, and uh, and she came out on Monday accusing him of underreacting, and and he was not pleased. Well, you know, following Toronto politics from other places in Canada, John Tory isn't exactly the kind of political firebrand that relaxed 
strongly too many things. I, I it's you know it it's kind of it's kind of funny to see someone say, well, he's underreacting. Well, that just seems like something that John Tory. That's how he would react. Um, <laughs> who does <laughs> who does true. this who does this move play? well with or the best with is it suburban voters do you think is it conservative leaning voters like where where is he where is doug ford scoring political points on this issue well um like um most places in canada everyone outside uh the city of toronto um tends to dislike it or or tends to not be impressed with it. So there is a huge swath of rural voters who have been following Toronto Council, and we're actually big fans of Rob Ford and uh, in his, his sort of stop the gravy train uh, political message. And so they're, they're pleased with that. And, and those people all voted Tory in the last election. There are also um, in Toronto, uh, the downtown core, that, that, that's not the vote he's going for, but okay. the suburbs of Toronto, um, Scarborough, North York, Etobicoke, which is where uh, Doug Ford is, lives um, and represents, those people actually um, are, are also unimpressed with the city of Toronto, tend to be, and are, will be happy with this message. He was they are not happy with the cost of government. Um, there's been a lot of decisions that council has made that has um, not been not been gone over well with people who drive cars, for instance, uh, bike lanes everywhere, um, shutting down streets to, to cars, that sort of thing. And so okay. those people are, are very happy to see uh, the city of Toronto cut in half. And as I said earlier, I think a lot of people just don't think more politicians means better decisions or saving money. And Going back to the the idea of John Tory looking for more strong mayor powers, in a way, having a smaller council would make it easier for him to at least horse trade and get consensus on issues. I know in in places with city councils of fifteen or sixteen people, you know, fewer than twenty, it's a lot easier for the mayor to get consensus on a majority issue with eight people than as opposed to trying to get a majority of 24 if you have a, a council of 47. So yes, that it isn't that that bit of it is interesting. But I, I guess you go back to the idea that that the fact that you're already into an election campaign makes it tricky for John Tory to to support the idea. Where does it go now? So it's they're going to take the province to court over it. When does it wind up in court? In, in, on August 31st, uh, there's a date with Superior Court. Um, there was already a, a challenge underway. Uh, the city appears to be prepared to join that challenge and any other challenge. Okay. Other groups are jumping in as well. Um, I think that it's it's has a potential for a lot of um it could be interesting because there has been sort of a conversation for all municipalities about whether um they have grown up enough they are large enough that they should have some some power of their own some acknowledgement in the constitution perhaps that they exist that they represent a lot of people and that they should have some autonomy over their own decisions now judges tend to be conservatives in, I don't mean that politically, I just meant in, in their decision choices, especially mm -hmm. with an election looming so quickly. But there is the possibility here um, for a, a bigger question to be asked around whether a city like Toronto, 
that has a budget of $11.12 billion. It has two, over 2.8 million people. Its, its budget is larger than a lot of provinces. Whether it should have some um, control over how it runs its elections, how it represents um, its constituents. Uh, there's also the possibility that um, this the judge may look at, at it and say, well, you either have to delay the election, uh, which would be a big mm-hmm. deal, because it's just the city of Toronto uh, this doesn't really impact other municipalities. There's a few regional chair elections that were cut as well, but but really it's the city of Toronto only, which is also part of the problem or part of the issue with, with people being angry about it. And um, so there's there's a, a lot of potential here to address some big issues around municipalities if if the judge feels like playing it safe, which you couldn't really blame him or her. Um, they might just rule on the on whether it's feasible to do this. But it's so complicated now because the city clerk has said she can't rearrange the election in time to go back to 47 wards. She's set up now for 25 wards. And oh, wow. yeah, so they would have to delay the election. Um, and so it, it's a really it's a really a complicated mess to land to land in the courts. But there is the potential to maybe for the first time have um, somebody say, you know, these people should have more autonomy that they're especially like if you look at a city like Toronto, which is so large, whose budget is so large that they should have more control and they shouldn't have to go begging uh, for every little thing they want um, up to Queen's Park. And I know debate like that takes place uh, in cities across the country. Uh, when is Election Day? It is on October 26th. 22nd, sorry, not 26th. 22nd. And um, it is the council did vote in favor of possibly delaying the election. Not that they have that control, but possibly delaying it in case, um, in case a judge rules that, uh, in fact, you, you should stay with, uh, or we don't have enough time to, to make a decision about this. So just go ahead with, with what the province has in mind. Go ahead with Bill 5. Well, the clock is ticking. Uh, Antonella, thanks for your time. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks, Dave. Here's what else is happening this week. Federal Conservatives will meet in Halifax for the party's last convention before the 2019 election. The event is a chance for federal Tories to debate policy and strategize the next election campaign. But as the party goes into the event, there are public divisions over immigration policy after a string of Twitter rants from outspoken Quebec MP Maxime Bernier. On Wednesday, the party's immigration critic, Michelle Rempel, blasted Bernier's tactics as hurting the party, asking, quote, does he want Andrew Scheer to win or does he want Justin Trudeau to win? 10-3 is produced by Carson Jarama and Carrie Ann Sprawl. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening.